Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. And this is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You can suck on these little Chinese nuts. Cue the theme song. It's at the corner of get a map and fuck off. I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school. What? Or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it's funny because he's fat. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon like masturbating on an airplane. Hey, bro, you might put on some pants and find a little weird I have to ask twice. You gonna fuck on me? Nobody's gonna fuck on you. All right. We're going to talk about The Hangover because it's been 10 years, if you can believe it, since that movie has come out. And because I always have a hangover when we do this show. Yeah. Me too. Tribute. (laughs) Tribute. Uh, So it stars Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, Ed Helms, Ken Jeong. Pretty good cast. And I got to say, it's also got um, Brian Callen. Oh, yeah. And Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor, yeah. yeah, He's Um, in there. So this movie's about a... Uh, oh, Ken and Ken. Ken Jong, I already said. Oh, sorry. Jiang, Jong. Close know. enough. Yeah. Um, maybe not for him, but... Maybe not, but sorry. You know who we mean. Suck on these Chinese nuts. Um, Mr. Chow. So, I'm so horrible with names. What's the main character's name who's getting married? Doug. Doug. Doug's getting married. Dougie Doug. And so the boys are going to take him to Vegas and... Um, Goes with his brother-in-law and two best friends. Off they go to Vegas. And, I mean, do you need to say much more? They get wicked bad hangovers. Doug goes missing, and they try and find him. Can I ask and a they question? they have bad hangovers. No, not right now. So, here's what... Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Did the wheel Caesar live here? <laughs> so... I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> so, we kind of talked about this in the early stages of the moving, that the, uh, the opening credit sequence is actually really... Interesting because they shoot Vegas in the day and get lots of great shots of Vegas in it's the a day. Really, it's a very different way of shooting yeah. Vegas. Yeah. I always appreciated that because yeah. it's been shot to death, that city, for like so many movies. Yeah, the and night and the lights. and Even the daytime, though. Like they usually have those sweeping shots and they do like a lot mm-hmm. of like, they cut off a lot of the... Well, they the, cut off a lot of buildings and they cut off a lot of words, too. Yeah. And they show the Bellagio fountain going off in the day, which just is nowhere near as spectacular as the night. But with the music and stuff, it's like almost darker, creepier. Because they start off with that kind of, they start off with uh, like a, a f- the close to the ending of the movie, and then they go back to the beginning of the story. Yeah. So, so I think that's what makes it work. Partly, this has one of the weirdest structures, because who is the main character? Because if you watch the movie, you'd assume it was Doug. Because it starts with Doug, him and his wife talk, and it's his bachelor party. Yeah. But Doug has no arc and disappears about an half an hour into the movie, and you never see him till the end again. Yeah. The only person who actually has an arc of character in this movie is Ed Helms. Yeah. Because he hates his wife, and she's a artist, girlfriend, girlfriend, Just his girlfriend. That yeah. he's going to ask to marry her. She's a horrible person. Treats him and like a horror. Because she fucked a bartender. <laughs> on a cruise, on a car is it a carnival cruise? A waiter or something, yeah. It was a bartender. And yeah. uh, so she and she beats him. Well, she's only beat him twice. Yeah, but, but he, he deserved it, right? Yeah, he yeah. said he did. So he, at the, all of the bad things that happened, more so like him getting married, he loses his tooth, he gets married to the hooker, the stripper. So, so at the end of the movie, yeah. he stands up for himself and changes a person, but no one else has, like Bradley Cooper... Yeah. Doug doesn't change. Doug just wants to get married. Like and he's, Zach Galifianakis just becomes more like Bradley Cooper. 
Bradley Cooper is fucking learns nothing. He is he's, actually kind of a piece of shit. He is because of the initial scene when they're kind of doing the introduction to all the characters. Um, I mean, Zach Galifianakis walks in with Doug uh, when he is. Uh, I, this is great because we're going to mix actors' names with the character names, but I don't remember any other names because that's really What's not the point. What's this called? Their actors' names. Wasn't it Andy? No. Um, whatever. Um, Zach Galifianakis' character um, is like getting measured for the suit, and so you get instantly that he's really kind of a strange and peculiar guy, and he's wearing the weird jock strap instead of underwear, uh, and says some just really kind of strange things. Um, and then when you get introduced to Bradley Cooper, um, he's stealing money from his students. Um, he hates appears that he hates kids i was actually surprised later on in the movie to learn that he's married with a kid of his own yeah yeah um, because he could have totally been played off as the single guy who's just like all about partying but that's uh, what i mean is like you don't really know anything about you know jack shit about a lot of these characters he says in the car like i left my wife and kids for this or something like that yeah. but like you don't really know anything else about him like, but th I think if they told us that before. You'd kind of understand why he was going so balls out is because he needs this break. Like he is so buttoned down from the monotony of his life. Like, like he's a, he's a teacher at a junior high, I think it is. Right. Yeah. He's got a wife and a kid. So like, uh, if you're not in a happy place and you're doing those things, I mean, you could fucking very easily get to the place where you just want to steal a bunch of money from grade seven kids and go like blow it in vegas he's the one that suggests the suite he stole like 300 dollars for a night in vegas which won't last you very long no and he busts that up that's like a 4200 dollars a night suite yeah he's, he's also pretty presumptuous dickhead there yeah and he like busts that guy down for not really being a doctor and everything like he's a he's actually he a, a dick bag, he also yeah. he also is the one who suggests that they leave the baby in the room which makes no sense because he has a kid so <laughs> i don't think anyone who's a parent would actually think they could leave a baby by itself that With made no tiger. sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, they were in separate rooms, but yeah, how long? Yeah, no, I feel like Brad Bradley Cooper's character is is uh, it, it, there is something likable about him though. It, like, well, he's very charismatic, and he's the one who's the leader. He's the one who likes keeping it together <clears throat> and saying we should do this, we should check our pockets, yeah, stop we worrying should... about it, go with it. Like, and part of that advice is fairly sound. Everyone like Ed Helms' character is freaking out at everything, and he's like, "Don't worry, we'll get it taken care of." And a lot of the stuff around that, he will. The two thing might be a little bit difficult, but. Mm -hmm. And well, then he's, he's just like, we'll just leave the room. We'll just get leave before they know what happened before cleaning shows up. And I'm like, yeah, they'd still have your credit card on file, dude. And you're still liable for all those damages. Oh, no, absolutely. So, so you, the, them, the introduction to the characters is very strange. Cause like, once again, I, you don't know who the main character is, but I feel like it works because once Doug goes missing, it becomes almost like a, a, tr a scavenger hunt where they and they're trying a mystery where they're trying to put the pieces together yeah so i feel like even though the structure of this movie is really weird and you don't know who the main character is i feel like for some reason somehow it miraculously works well there is no one main character but the the trio going through the adventure are never apart so i i guess it's not as important to have that one main character that everybody identifies with and follows if you have three that people can get pieces of um, that, well, and that the carry humor, it all the way through. Yeah, and the humor between them works with uh, with the, all the different personalities. Well, that's the thing. The chemistry is great because they're all different, but they all kind of answer the questions within each other, right? Like they all have something the other one doesn't have, and together they kind of are able to solve it. So they're all kind of like, it's like the... 
this is going to be a terrible thing, but they're like the holy trinity of Vegas shittiness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get the charismatic, really good looking guy. You get the sensible um, doctor who needs to let loose, yeah. uh, who's maybe got uh, the bankroll for the group. And then you just got the wild card. Yeah. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, yeah, he's the Charlie for sure. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. But well, I mean, he's the one who drugs them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roofies them. Um. So they um they they start their evening and they go around they do all their shit. I mean the the movie starts not starts but they're they're kind of when they're missing Doug it starts off in the hotel room which has just been destroyed. But trying to follow along with everything they've done and everywhere they've been, they would have had precious little time to destroy that room to the level that they did. I agree with that. Well, it seems like they had all the strippers and everything back to their place looking at the pictures later. So Oh they, yeah, true. They would have had just the eruption of a fucking event there. And a tiger. But who takes a cop car to the to the valet? Like the valet would be like, "This isn't right." They did get a fucking. Juiced. He did call them officers, but yeah, they would have been like, "Oh, walking zombies." There was there was a Tyson's footage shows them vomiting on the cop car. That cop car would have showed up at the at the Caesar's Palace valet with just puke and a tiger, and a tiger in inside of it. And they'd have, how do you get a tiger into a Vegas room with no one seeing it? Impossible. No, it's, uh, I mean, I also feel like they did too much in that evening, like in that time, the time frame that they did. To have like other things like gambling. They were in the hospital. They went to a wedding. They went to Tyson's house. They stole the tiger. They went gambling. Yeah, they have like, they want to. Eighty thousand dollars gambling. That takes There's time. There's definitely time because let's say it's dinner. eight o'clock when they do the shots. They went to dinner seven, too. Let them, if they went to dinner afterwards, then let's say it's like six or seven o'clock at night when they do the shots on the roof. Yeah, depending on what time of year and what time it would get dark there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say so seven. six or seven. They have like because the next day they wake up. It's sunrise, right? It's like not sunrise. It's like full day. It said they got into the room at five a.m. Yeah, so, well, that's crazy then. Then mm. seven, so they have 10 hours to blast outside and get a tiger and then bring the tiger back. And then five to, let's say it's 10 when they wake up. So they could do a solid three hours of blowing hookers and then fucking an hour of But sleep. I've also seen, I've also seen and <laughs> heard stories about what woofies do. And uh, people are not very uh, motivated on woofies. In fact, I, I think they can't move a lot of the time. It like, almost would have made more sense for them to have had the ecstasy. Yeah, because yeah. like the things they do mix, on roofies makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're getting... They would have laid shit. on the floor and like been like taken to the hospital. But this is all kind of secondary. Yeah. Like, you're not... The, the, we're way overthinking this for, for the comedy that it is. That's so, totally true. Um, so really it's about re-piecing together the night that they've had and it's just supposed to be one crazy scene after another. These guys get hit like how many car accidents do they have? They get the the cop car gets demolished. The Mercedes gets demolished. Um, Ken um, Ken Jong's um, beating. <laughs> how does he How does he find them so many times? And like and his people. How did How do they find him so many times and ram their cars like out of nowhere? Like that would take a serious amount of planning to be like, all right, they're going to be driving down Main Street at ten fifty two, and then we come out of this corner and boom. So, uh, so watching uh, Ken Jong's stand-up comedy, he talked a lot about the movie, and apparently, his it was his wife's idea that he'd be naked. Oh God! He wasn't in the script. He wasn't naked when he jumped out of the trunk, but his wife said it would be hilarious if he was. That's demoralizing. Then he attacks him with like, a crowbar. What would be funny is if you were naked. <laughs> yeah. Like, she said oh. it would be it would be way funnier if you were naked, and he told Todd Phillips, and told Todd, Todd Phillips was like, "Yeah, if you want, that's Dude, true. That's the if bravest, you'll do it. That's the bravest scene in the last ten years of movies because." 
that with that unit to go naked. Jesus. Well, then he jumps up into Bradley Cooper's face and like wraps his <laughs> legs around. So that made it even. And he funnier. beats it with a crowbar. I mean, all that stuff's like priceless. I mean, like, oh, he's the, a ninja with that they, crowbar. Like everything that they do do in the script is really funny. The police station is funny. The wedding chapel is funny. Her house with the baby where she breastfeeds and like she, he finds that she's wearing his ring. That's really funny. The tiger stuff, the Tyson stuff. Like it's nonstop funny scenes. Yeah. So I feel like that's another reason why this movie doesn't get bogged down in speed bumps because like you're kind of just having a good time. Well, that's the thing. It is constantly moving. Like it's, there's no breaks put on really for the whole thing, right? It's like once you engage... They find that baby. They go downstairs. The baby jerks his little weenus. They smack him funny. in the head with the cop car door. That's funny. And then the movie is just never stops. Like, you're right. The momentum in this is yeah. fantastic. When they're driving the car on the sidewalk. Yeah. The hospital, the doctor is a great actor who's on uh, Veep now. He's one of my favorite characters on Veep. He's great in that role as the doctor. It's on the corner of figure it out yourself and go fuck off. <laughs> go find yourself. I'm a doctor, not a travel <laughs> <Yeah>. guide. <laughs> you're big boys. Go figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's just a great actor, and like the whole bit where he's he's doing the shit to the old man. There's outtakes where you can see that old man laughing his ass off, like <laughs> in the background. He can't stop laughing. All right, we'll see you after the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I was just shaking my head to mock what the actor did. Yeah, yeah, we can't. That guy's um, that old guy's ass sent me down a fucking crisis hole of uh, not wanting to get old. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's what's looking stay forward. In shape. Yeah. Stay Jeez. in shape, everyone. Yeah, yeah. eat healthy. <laughs> So, I mean, so like, it's hard to criticize parts of this movie. You'd have to get into the technical details, I think, to find the criticism. Because like, I really like that you don't go through the evening with them as they're doing this, that you relive it in, in scattered stages. So you're as confused as they are. I think that's a great vehicle. Yeah, um, I to agree. Keep this, to keep this movie moving. It's probably also why it works once again, because because uh, <clears throat> we were talking about intention and obstacles and you always need the characters to have an intention and then the obstacles and the in the intention doesn't come till late, which is to find Doug and get him to the wedding. Cause, cause there, I mean, there is no obstacle till he goes missing. Yeah. Right. They're like, they're going to Vegas. He's weddings two days and then he goes missing. And then every, every attempt of them to try and locate him is an obstacle. Like they keep running into dead ends, right? Like everywhere they go. So I feel like the movie gets better over time and, uh, starts to become more, uh, make more sense, keep you engaged when they're looking for their friend. Yeah. Because everyone I've ever talked to says Doug is the most boring character. Yeah, but it just, there's not nothing really a to him. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, he's so boring. So, like, getting rid of him was like the best thing they could do. And it's weird because um, at the very, very end, when his wife or his fiance or whatever is all pissed when they're just about to get married, and he kind of looks at her and he's like, Honey, I will never, ever do anything like this to you again. And you just, I, I don't know, I was like, That's a lie. Yeah, you That's can, a total fucking lie. You can already smell Hangover 2 script in the air when he says that. I know, and I was pissed about that. I've yeah. actually never seen Hangover 2 or 3. Yeah, I just kind of refused I've it. seen them both. They're not nearly as good. I mean, the second one is almost a direct ripoff of the first, and then the in third Bangkok, one. In Bangkok, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Bangkok. And then the third one, I feel like they got so much criticism for the second one just being a, a hangover by numbers that they tried to do something radically different, Yeah, and that didn't work so well either. So, I don't know, I feel like both, both the sequels weren't good. But, yeah, there's, there, strangely, this one, like, Todd Phillips, I felt like with, I think he did Old School right before this, right? I think so, yeah. And then I think he did this one. Yeah, so he was kind of flying high. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like Old School is also a classic 
I, like old I actually school. think we might, be, after we might 10 have to years, do old school because you're my boy blue. Like I remember yeah, boy, old blue. school, and I remember um, oh god, the Michael Sarah and um, we're there in high school. Um, oh, bad, bad, super bad, super bad. Yeah, like I remember like really enjoying those when I saw them, but now it's been so many years later. I wonder if they would hold up as well. So we should tack on are, old school and super bad. I think those are great movies to do. Yeah, yeah, super I bad too. might be too long. I don't know. Let's see. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's hard to knock this movie specifically. Um, like, what are we going to do? Knock Mike Tyson's horrible acting? Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, you could. <laughs> he was on coke the whole movie. Do you know that? No. He what? Was, he was. He, he didn't want to do the movie, but he loved Office or uh, uh, Old School. So he was like, oh, that's the guy? He's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he was just on blow the whole movie. Oh he said God. that? Yeah, I read it. I read that he was on, he admitted that he was on blow the whole movie. And then doing the movie made him want to change his life. <laughs> so he turned it around. Yeah, now he owns like a fucking huge pot farm and everything. Oh, yeah. Tyson's oh, Big change that. there, Mike. Tyson, well, he's not doing blow. I guess. Hey, That's I think fair. he got rid of all that weight. I just, I don't think you can talk smack about Mike Tyson who could like literally kill you with one punch. I don't want to anyways. I love Mike Tyson. I, I do too. And I thought for what he had to do, other than the singing, I thought that the rest of his performance was fine. They didn't give him a lot to do. No, it's true. Yeah. They I think like, it, it's he, his he, intro is because his intro is the song. He's just like, Collins. give me back my tiger and... And then like yeah, but you don't have him in there because you expect anything. No, that's what I'm that saying, Tyson, right? That's right? what I'm saying. That's like, there's what, no point. That's in what I'm saying too. Is yeah. you you don't want to give him too much, and like you edit him down to as little as possible. And let's give props to Ed Helms's awesome song about about finding Doug. Also uh, improvised. Yeah, I love that song. Great. I love his. I love his. Uh, I think he is like one of the big shining. And then we're going to find our best friend. <laughs> and then we're going to give him up. killed by tweakers. I think, and then I think they say that they're going to give him a big hug. And yeah. then we're going to give him a big hug. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great in that. And he, his, I think his character is the main character because. Um, I don't know about main, but he, you're right about him having be, the arc. He's the one who grows and changes. If you look at his setup, everyone else's setup is really not that interesting because there is no conflict. His setup is with his, his fiance to be is the only conflict in the movie up until they lose Doug. And then she's constantly calling him and he has to lie to her on the phone. And then he gets married and then he has to get his ring back. So he has the highest stakes oh, than just, anybody. They're oh, just true. starting the tractor. Is that a baby? No, <laughs> not a baby. It's a goat. It's a, goat. It's a baby goat. Because <laughs> he he has the highest stakes. Like he has he's got the room on his credit card. He got married, and now he has his ring is got to his new bride, his stripper bride. His yeah. Holocaust ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his relationship, current relationship, is a huge jeopardy. Yeah. His practice even because doesn't he like. Wow. I, I no, I think no. He does. I thought he got guy. drugs from somewhere, and he used he used his dental. But that's a different one of that's if a, one I went of the to other. my dentist, and I'd seen that he's missing a tooth, and I'd be like, "What was up?" And he's like, "I proved somebody how good a dentist I was." I'd <laughs> pull my, my own, own tooth. <laughs> I'd be like, "You're fucking my dentist, man." You know, my dentist sure. forever. Yeah. I also kind of, in a way, liked um, that he like was open to starting a relationship with uh, Heather uh, Graham yeah, character. Yeah. Although she was like the nicest stripper slash hooker ever. She was an escort. Yeah, she even said she's an escort. Yeah. She was stripper to bring to get business. Yeah, yeah. and the oh, that's smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so, yeah. She's a town bike, but she's still really pretty and doesn't seem to be worn out by yet. Like she's not a crackhead. She's got a mystery. Maybe baby. she's new. She I has a baby, Carlos. Yeah, so she's probably been <laughs> off for a few weeks. I also uh, love. 
I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. I really, really, really love how Jack, Zach Galifianakis interacts with strangers. Yeah. Um, the man with the car yeah. where he's getting looking at the car. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't look at me. And then he like starts following him and he's like, keep walking. <laughs> and uh, he does that with the woman in the elevator too. And she asks about the baby and he's like, and then what the guy tells him to answer. And he's like, Carlos. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Carlos. Yeah, he's yeah. going to just ignore her the whole thing. And yeah. the kid in the uh, police station where they get tased oh, he kicks the phone out he of kicks hand. the phone and then he like tries to take the shock yeah. and they like have a they have like a standoff yeah and then that cop gives him a second blast that little kid by the way that little blonde kid is money he's like so fucking funny and that little scene where he's just like eyeballing him. Yeah. yeah and then i like the cop he's like i like the intensity yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the face yeah also the cops are once again very well cast i know both those actors i've seen them many times yep. they're both really funny it got the feeling that it was a little bit of improvised when they're oh, i think their too. shit is all yeah all improvised i would agree with that i think a lot of uh, there's probably a ton of improvisation in this movie oh i'd have to say 90 percent. yeah it always reminds me of cuddy who does that guy that uh the the male cop reminds Cuddy? me of Cuddy from Seinfeld oh Putty Putty oh Putty yeah. I love Putty. Putty yeah he does have that same kind of uh look and cadence yeah he just doesn't have the, he, he's not quite, not the, as quite the voice dark but and yeah. low eyebrows and yeah. uh I love I love that Bradley Cooper that's like one of the only times actually Bradley Cooper does get beat down the worst with uh by Mr. Chow oh yeah and then he also gets hit in the balls with the taser yeah oh, Zach Galifianakis gets knocked out by Tyson oh yeah that's right then he gets fucked by the car door and he gets uh crowbarred by Mr. Chow still only once in the it's head true. though like Mr. Chow hits uh, Bradley Cooper repeatedly in the back and yeah. like head. he beats Bradley <laughs> Cooper and he's straddling his face I think while he's doing it yeah like, can you imagine having like a like, spider monkey, like a spider monkey <laughs> as he is he Korean man, like leap across onto your face with his balls in your face and then like hit you 10 times with a crowbar. That was like brutal beating. Yeah. He even like Chinese. begs him to stop at some point. That's the only time you ever hear him like where he, he has shows any vulnerability. He's like, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then he beats the shit out of Ed Helms and then he goes after Zach. Yeah. I do like how Zach and him form a relationship. A weird one because yeah. in the other movies they're like pen pals and they talk and they hang out and stuff outside of the group so oh yeah so that kind of is the only thing that's interesting that carries on from the uh original good movie hmm. is that mr chow and and whatever is what's his name zach alfredax's character's name i can't remember damn it Fuck. i just watched it yesterday i know i did too oh well it's not about anyway them. mr chow is also once again another bright spot as well well, that's his breakout. Like, that changed his life. He was a doctor, I think, until that. I don't think he was doing really anything until that. Well, he, crazy, he did yeah. the Judd Apatow movie where he was the doctor knocked up first. Oh, that was okay. his very first oh, yeah. role. And then he quit being a doctor after that and became well, an actor full time. And this really pushed Zach Galifianakis into the next realm of acting. Cause yeah. It launched, like, we were talking about this. I think it launched Bradley Cooper, too. I think it did yeah. Zach Galifianakis. And Ed, Ed Helms. Helms, probably as well, right? I agree. I think yeah. he had done some stuff, I think, but he, like, as, as like, like a this. main character, because, like, He's since done um, the what is it the National Lampoons? He took over the family. Oh, yeah, right. I don't think I don't think any of these actors were household names until this movie. Yeah, I don't think most people knew what their names were. Everyone recognized them, but no one knew who they were. Ed great, Helms might have still chemistry. been doing the Daily Show at this point before this. It's possible. Yeah, was maybe. that what he was doing? He was a correspondent. At oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I always think that's John Oliver whenever I think no, about it that. No, it was John Stewart that he's John on. John Oliver was on Stewart, too. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Oliver was, too. Yeah. 
So but yeah, Colbert, those guys all started. Yeah, yeah, this totally launched. This totally launched all these guys' careers. I mean, it was a very successful movie. Yeah, because it's I don't know. It's hard to find a bunch of fault in the movie that's supposed to be this silly. It's hard to like the directing is pretty solid. The writing, you know, it, the structure, like Colin said, is a little weird. But it, I, I mean, it I works. would never structure a movie this way. But like you look at something like Pulp Fiction, and uh, I would never structure a movie that way. And Pulp Fiction is like one of the best movies of all time. So like, I mean, you just there's things sometimes this shit just works. You can break the rules. You can always if you break have the that rules. But I mean, it's dangerous because most of the time it's not going to work out. I just feel like it was a bit of a fluke, this it's movie. because it's all fun and games, right? There's some movies that don't need all the arc and everything else. It's just it's a fun time that you spend with the movie. You, you, you're there, it's constant laughs, and you're constantly engaged. So at the end, you don't really have to have anybody that has this big arc. Well, even at, you have one. And Helms yeah. does, yeah. And, I and feel like they need, tried like, to cram that in. crazy growth, right? Yeah. Like, it's enough that you enjoyed yourself for that time. I actually think there's growth on Zach Galifianakis' part. A little. He becomes, like, slightly more normal as he gets more comfortable. But it's because he but copies. That's not, I think he just gets more comfortable with him. Like, obviously, he's lived a storied life. Like, he's like, I thought it was ecstasy. I used to do, like, three hits a night. So, like, he's got some shit in his well, past. He's, he's got a wealthy family, and he's been coasting. Thing. Yeah, so I think he just so comes weird. out of his shell a bit, but I don't think that's necessarily an arc. I think he just gets more comfortable. Because in the other movies, he's still living with his parents in a giant mansion, like in like for like for his characters always lived in his parents' house, and he's, his father always hates him. Yeah, I love how his father's mean to him. Did I watch the extended cut? And there was a bunch of weird shit in it. Have you, did you guys know? No, it's about it's 15 minutes longer, and all it is Ugh. is there's no new scenes, but the scenes drag on a little long. What the fuck, extended cuts? And the Stop father it. makes fun of his legs. Uh, when oh, he's that in was the, in the one I saw. Okay, but then when he walks away, the father starts apologizing and goes after him. Yeah. I don't think that's probably in the one you he saw. He starts to apologize in the and then it the cuts. Of, yeah, I watched and, it on Netflix. And then there's a really long scene between Doug and his fiance after that. That's not in the original where, where they, they talk about where they talk about. Zach Galifianakis and oh thank yeah. you so much for taking it. Okay, maybe that's the version I did, I watched too. Yeah, oh, I don't know if I saw that. Um, it's funny because the stuff that keeps happening to them, it's not necessarily um, all one upping either. Like it's not like the what they're figuring out is like not necessarily more bigger or or bangier than than what's just happened. It's all like I mean the the one of the first things they discover is they have a tiger in their bathroom. Like mm -hmm. that's that's kind of huge, and all the thing with the chow and and. Um, the marriage and stuff like that like some of it, it it's it's a bit of a roller coaster but it's not like they're just one upping one upping one upping until finally the biggest thing happens it's it's all fairly even and it's well, weird, at the wedding that, that the wedding they get shot at and their car gets beat to shit and then that the and eddie, eddie point, gets right? shot yeah eddie gets, gets shot but that's brian, mid. brian brian callen by the way is hilarious in that role oh like, my god to me he's so funny Hey, that's you're why breaking I'm talking, my balls. That's why I'm that's why I'm talking about this movie being a big fluke because like also the casting in this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. Like they got what a cast. I mean like everyone is pitch perfect. I I don't can't think of even like down to the the kind of like uh you know the the even the woman behind the counter who checks them in like the yeah. hotter receptionist who kind of doesn't understand Zach Galifianakis but is just answering his questions to be polite yeah mm. like even her, she was well cast like there wasn't a bad casting choice even Tyson's bodyguard yeah like was great I was reading about some of the people that they were trying to get for this movie originally and like uh Lisa Lohan for Heather Graham's role they tried um to get wow. Paul Rudd um, I can't remember all Paul of them, Rudd but like a bunch of a bunch of other people that might have been okay. Lindsay Lohan. They tried to Lindsay get? Lohan. Oh she God. turned down that Heather Graham role, and then She's apparently later was like, "Yeah, too busy I do sucking dick for crack." 
absolutely didn't need to suck any dick for crack, but definitely did anyways because she's an ambitious go-getter, and I think we should all thank her for that. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in so long either. She must hate that. Maybe. Okay. Um, we gave her props by, just by saying her name. Yeah, she used to be really hot. We're very popular, so we're bringing her back. Whoa. Whoa. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks yeah. for Herbie. You owe us all a hashtag. Herbie. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that you did that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she really went downhill oh with her God. choices. Her agent and manager must be the worst well, agent not, and manager in the history. That's not their fault. Of if Herbie? You're gonna, if you're Herbie? Do, that's their fault. That's actually a, a tick in her career no. considering how crazy. Like, she didn't go down because she did Someone Herbie. She brang, went down because she sucked dick for crack. Somebody brang her the Herbie script, though, and said this allegedly. is a good idea for your career. Oh, sorry. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly? She, she just, her, she, her physical change was definitely from just aging. Right. Oh, regardless, um, I think that her sucking, hard sucking dick for so drugs often. was not as bad of a career choice as doing Herbie. Maybe not. <laughs> That's my opinion. Look, if Bill Murray could survive Garfield, she could survive Herbie. Bill Murray, she is no Bill Murray. No, but I'm saying Bill Murray the, could level, anything. the level of travesty uh, on no. Garfield, way bigger than Herbie. But Bill, At he least that was a mistake. His face wasn't in the movie. He just did voiceover. And he thought it was a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, <laughs> he totally <laughs> thought it was going to be a Coen <laughs> Brothers <laughs> Garfield <laughs> movie. So I think it's time to call this one. Uh, the Hangover, I wasn't expecting to like this movie because comedies that are this huge when they come out often don't age well. Um, but this one, it doesn't have anything in it really to date it um, and act really negatively. And, and weird structure and no kind of one main character. You instead get the trio and watch them kind of grow and learn a little bit. Just one of them does, I guess. But the shit that just keeps happening is very funny and I like it. So surprisingly a short short movie uh which is always great for a comedy charismatic leads and um funny secondary characters makes this a winner in my book so this movie the hangover holds up yeah i agree and i would have to say that the one thing that was really interesting to me was i forgot how much nudity and debauchery there is in the photos at the end the photos are like x-rated r-rated at least straight up blowjob yeah shot. Like that's that was so crazy to me seeing that now. Um, even like in 2019, 10 years later, I feel like that was kind of shocking. So, well, that picture looks real, authentic. So, bravo to them for like going for it at the end with the photos. Like, there's naked strippers on them, and and uh, like I and also ending with that photo montage over the credits, also, I feel like is a great way to leave the audience because the audience gets a, to stay and watch the credits and gets a glimpse of, of the evening that they never saw. So, like, how's the ad holds up? Like, surprisingly, once again, like John said, i shocked. Because comedies, you're right, generally don't, so. Yeah. I think that this holds up, but it, it's very, I think that the comedy does hold up, but I think it's not been long enough for the comedy to be dated, right? Like it's only been 10 years. I know that a lot of comedy can go away like this, but this was the highest grossing R rated movie for a while. Mm. And I think that this actually like was a trend setting movie in terms of like the humor and the crassness and kind of the barriers that it pushed, like, I like showing those photos at the end and stuff like that. Like that stuff is actually pretty brave to do because it's so so aggressive right mm. but i think that um the humor holds up i think that the topics are all still really funny i don't care about structure or that the characters don't grow but mine i'm minus ed helms i guess but um 
It's not what you're in it for. You don't care about. No, I don't care about that stuff. And I I get to see a little Black Doug, and I love Black Doug. Are we Um, never talking about Black Doug? I can't remember his real name, but he. His name's Doug. His name's Doug. His real name. Oh, the actor. Yeah, yeah, he's super funny. Um, but anyways, I like this movie. I think it holds up, and I was I was not as surprised as you guys because I couldn't see reasons why it would stop being funny. The the surprise of the of the events isn't enough to. To carry that movie alone so i know but also knowing kind of what the ending is and stuff doesn't even matter either even after yeah. a second watch because i knew how the movie ended but i still enjoy the ride this is like one of those rare occasions where the ride is enough yeah like i'm always pushing for structure and i'm always pushing for for good writing and it's not that the writing is bad here and and it's not that the structure is necessarily bad, but it's definitely unorthodox. And that wouldn't be something that I would recommend someone writing a movie would do. Yeah. Good. But like, once again, like good for them for pulling it off. Like somehow they pulled it off. Yeah. I, 10 like, years I, later, they pulled I, it off still. I don't even think I could watch this movie annually because part of the pleasure is like having some of their night surprise you when you see it for the first time in a long time. And I think that's, that's what happened for me is I hadn't seen this movie in a few years. And it was uh, funny. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, shit, that happened. And because their night just doesn't escalate, escalate, you're not thinking of the end game. And so it's always like hitting you from different angles, like, boom, you just get hit by a car. And then there's <laughs> there's Asian guys with guns telling you to get out and, and suck on their Chinese nuts. So um, pretty funny. Good I would, stuff. I would also say that you, ha- you have, in having enjoyed this again, that like if you're like super bored, the worst idea wouldn't be watching the next two because will, they don't ruin the first one. It's not that type of sequel. I don't mm. think Doug's even in them. Yeah, he he's in both all both of them. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he doesn't go missing in the second one. He doesn't come with them, and he's like back at wherever. Yeah, but they don't. The only actor who didn't benefit from these movies. Yeah, actually, that guy. you're totally right. I I don't think I've ever seen him outside of the three movies, the sequels. Yeah, that's really weird. He's like the... Uh, well, I don't think Heather Graham benefited from it. <laughs> she didn't need to. She was... There's always that always actor, though, that boring actor, too, because look at um, American Pie, the, the dark-haired guy who's dating the blonde girl. You never saw him again. Who? Uh, you, exactly. <laughs> American Pie, there's a dark-haired kid who's dating the hot girl. In American oh, Pie. Oh, him, yeah. And he he's was, the he was only in one uh, who The never, Rookie. He's the only one who never did anything. He was in The Rookie as a child actor, and then he did American Pie. And, and never did anything he, again. Yeah, but but Jay, uh, Jay, Biggs went on to do stuff. A little bit, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were saying he was in The Hangover. You're talking about just a totally different movie where yeah. the characters were also launched. Well, a bunch of them were launched, but there's always that one. That, it's always the pretty guy. <laughs> I got so confused. It's always the pretty boy, too, because Doug is kind of the prettier... the. Well, I guess no. Bradley Cooper is too. Yeah, he's got more though than. Don't explain he's why. Very pretty. Don't explain why I've never done anything. You're oh, too pretty. Too pretty. Yeah, <laughs> Brent's not going anywhere after the show. I peaked in high school. <laughs> very good. All right. Well, there you go. Hangover potentially worth watching sequels, but definitely the first one is worth a view because it's funny as fuck. Laugh it up. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Talk to you next time. We are the three best friends that anyone could have. We are the three best friends that anyone could have. We are the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, ever leave each other. Never. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. 
feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.